0: Grand Rising Pure Souls, and welcome back to another episode of Between the Photos. Today, I was creating for a new business product that I'm working on, and what dropped in so clearly as I was moving through the creative process as I'm building this new design. Was that I never actually wanted a job. I wanted a life. I'll tell you a little bit about the story. When I was in college, my entire focus was to figure out what kind of job I could get that would offer me enough money to feel independently wealthy or have financial freedom to allow for me to have all the things, material things that I wanted to have the life that I dreamt of. A lot of that came from prior social conditioning of all the material stuff that I would need to look or appear successful. So I wanted the car. I wanted the clothes. I wanted the cool apartment. I wanted all the stuff in it. You know, like every kid's dream. I wanted a bunch of friends that I could go... To nice dinners with and be social, go to the beach, all that kind of stuff, right? I just moved to San Diego. I was ready. I was ready to launch my new career. And I was ready to be super successful in everything that I did. While I was in college, the only real goal I had was to figure out how to get the most skills underneath my belt, so, I could go out and find myself a job, a nice lucrative career that would provide me with the stability and money that would be required to have this life that I'd designed in my head and that I dreamt of, mostly based on conditioning. As a high schooler, I knew I never fit into a box. I knew that I never, I was not like the other kids. I was writing business plans in high school. I was beginning to see life completely different than most kids. I was thinking about international travel and what it would be like to begin importing from South America to the U.S. And I thought, gosh, I don't hear anybody else talking about this stuff, but okay, whatever. Like, I'll do my own thing. I'll keep marching to the beat of my own drum. And whatever, just going about my business. And didn't really pay it much mind. Well, then in college, when college came along, it was kind of that same mindset. I went into college thinking, all right, I don't really fit into a box. I don't really know that I'm going to find a job or a career that I actually really like. I might have to create one, which that thought in itself was really quite forward thinking, if you think about it. But I said, if I get enough skills and I have enough under my belt... I'll have more flexibility to create something if I can't find the thing I want and then propose it. So I was already starting to think about how can I make a way. Instead of how can I fit into a box, I was thinking how can I make a way. And when you think about how can I make a way, there's a much more creative component to that mindset than there is of conforming to what is available. And only accepting what is available. And I think that's a very entrepreneurial mindset. And that's something that I think was truly part of my DNA a little bit. And I found to be really interesting today was that as I was writing up timeline of my unique experience, my unique journey, and the components that led me to where I am today to launch this new product. I was thinking about that moment where I realized I'm not in fact interested in a job at all. I want a life. So what I was trying to do was merge two things that didn't go together. I mean, they do go together, but in a different capacity. The dependencies are different. I felt that the only way I could have a life was if I had this job. I conformed to this societal structure of having a traditional 9 to 5, having all the material things that people were groomed to think we're part of the success path. I was falling into that path of conditioning. And as a result, I thought the only way to get that was to go find a job that would give me that. And the job, as long as it paid well, wouldn't really matter, because I'd have the money, time, and flexibility when I was done with work or on the weekend to go do whatever I wanted. Wrong-o. That didn't sit with me. And even though I tried to convince myself a hundred and twenty five thousand times that that was the way to go it was never the way to go and I knew it because instinctually I knew that I I really didn't want to sit in a cubicle for 40 hours a week I liked being outside I didn't want to be in a closed off box with a bunch of bad iridescent lights shining down on me with circulated air and a bunch of cranky people who are just grinding through their life Gossiping at the water bubbler. I don't want any part of that. I knew it, but yet I wanted a life. So I was like, "Well, how can I get this life? How can I get this life I dream of?" So fast forward, (laughs) I took some jobs, did some things, moved some places, experienced. When I moved from from Wisconsin to San Diego, San Diego to Hawaii, and when I got to Hawaii, I realized start all over again. I had moved when I moved to San Diego after college. I went right into commercial real estate and the only way you're successful in commercial real estate is if you spend your time and you know your region and you really understand the, the market and you're kind of an ace in your space, right? And you, it's a really regional experience. I quickly realized that San Diego wasn't for me as soon as I moved there. I was about a year in and I said, you know, it's nice. I like it. It's beautiful. But it's just not for me. This isn't my community. This isn't my, my culture. I'm of a different cloth. I like the scene. I like the environment. But I'm not really jiving with the community. And that's so important to me. So this isn't really my forever home. This isn't re- really my place for the long term. And knowing that truth, knowing that one truth about me, meant that I wasn't going to invest any kind of long-term time regionally. So the idea of investing my time and energy into personal brand and commercial real estate didn't make sense. So as soon as I realized that, I was like, oh, cool. It opened up a whole new opportunity for me to start getting flexible with what I did, both with my job and with my time and where I moved. So when the opportunity came up to move to the big island of Hawaii, I jumped on it. I went. And when I got there, I realized, dang it, I have to start all over again. I have to start all over again with entry level job, proving myself, climbing the ladder, putting in the time. It wasn't like it wasn't nearly as transferable as I'd hoped. The experience, yeah, sure, I had a year of experience or two years of experience or something like that. But it wasn't quite enough to really put me in any kind of position. So I really had to start all over again. And I remember thinking in that moment, I had this massive light bulb moment, where I said, this is it. I'm realizing right here and right now that I like the ability to be flexible and be able to move wherever I want, whenever I want, and I don't ever wanna have to start all over again. It was that moment right there where I said, I have to create a way that I design a business that I can manage online and I can run no matter where I am in the world. And now think about the timeline of this. This was in 2007. We were in 2007. Facebook was just like breathing air. It was still really a college thing in 2007. Public people were starting to get to know about it, but not really. So really think about where we were technology-wise at that point. It wasn't, online businesses weren't They were a thing, but they weren't a thing. Online communication was a thing, but not. It was email. And even that was kind of shoddy. So I'm talking like I'm making this decision and having this light bulb moment at a very interesting point in the timeline of technology advancement. It was before the wave had hit. So I made the commitment to myself right then and there that I would start to figure out how I could be more independent of a regional job opportunity and become more flexible. So what I decided to do with that was start seeking global companies that had offices all over the world and all over the locations I was interested in living in and experiencing and exploring. I got back moving back to the Bay Area, back to San Francisco not too long after that. And I ended up working for Tiffany and & Company. And I felt so solid with choosing this time-honored, beautiful legacy company. Because I thought, A, they're going to be around forever. <laughs> They've been around forever. They're going to be around forever. There's some structure and solidity in that. It's a solid brand. And it will be around for a very long time. And then I thought, oh good, There, there's locations all over the world. So if I chose to... Take on a, a job and move into management. I guess I could move all over and experience different cities and cultures. And and I p- could potentially go global with this company. That sounds fun. And it you know was headquartered in New York, one of my favorite cities in the whole wide world. I was like, this is a great, this is a yes. This is a full yes. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Here we go. So I did that. And that was kind of the beginning mindset shift of moving from taken a job wherever I lived to thinking about it from a your perspective of it's not just a job it's an investment of my time and what do I need in return for the investment of my time and I started looking at the bigger picture of how a company could play into my life versus me fit into their box to play into theirs. While I was with Tiffany and company shortly thereafter in 2009 I realized that there was this groundswell with social media, and it was coming It was coming onto the scene with, with personal accounts, and more people were beginning to adopt it. And I just remember thinking, this is gonna change the way the world operates. This is gonna change how every company on the planet does business. That's happening right in front of my eyes. So I knew in that moment to learn everything I could about it, so I did. And that was the path that led to a 10-year lucrative career in the tech space tech of social media and that space. And it was during that moment, it was actually at that time that I realized this has never been done before. What's coming up and what's emerging in front of my eyes has never ever been done before. Ever. And I had to think about how I could create something And this now goes back to my my mindset in college. How could I take all my skills and all my tools that I've learned over time and apply them to this new emerging technology and this new emergence of, of communication? How can I take what I've learned and create something that has never been done before? How can I work with that? And that's exactly what I did. I studied all the components that I felt were applicable I brought in everything I could think of that would be a value add or beneficial to the whole of what was emerging. And I studied it for a year. I actually studied it for almost two years before I ended up just taking a leap of faith leaving Tiffany & Company, almost cold turkey. And just taking a leap of faith on on what I knew was the time to emerge with this newfound skill set. Because it was at that point that businesses were starting to dip into the idea of becoming more social and and going online. And now this this is 2012. This is when people, businesses were very hesitant to get on. They didn't have budget for it. They wouldn't make budget for it. It was really an experiment. And I'm talking... Pinterest was just coming on the scene. Instagram wasn't even a thing. It was a thing, but it wasn't really a thing yet. Google Plus did this big push. Remember when Google Plus was like trying to be cool? All of the things. Well, that's when I went, I took a leap of faith and I left Tiffany and Company and I went to William Sonoma within four days. I synchronistically got an interview for an SEO position. And when the director of online realized I had social media experience, he jumped all over it and was like, hey, let's talk about that. Would you be interested in running our social media program for the William Snowman cooking brand? I was like, yep. Yep, I would. Yes, I would. The answer is yes. He's like, great, can you start Monday? (laughs) Yes, yes, I can. What was so powerful about that yes in that moment? was realizing that all of the time that I spent learning from 2009 till 2012, self-educating, researching, watching, observing, listening, participating, all of those choices that I made to really better understand what was emerging from a communication perspective and a technology perspective, all of those choices were choices for me to then create the life I wanted. I was recognizing in that moment that i it had never been done before. There wasn't a blueprint for it. There wasn't a known outcome for it. It was all new territory. And what I knew right then and there was that I had the opportunity to create my way. I had the opportunity to design and create my dream job. I just had to think about what I wanted. And it's happening again. This is happening again right now. As the old constructs and paradigms and structures, systems, as these are all collapsing around us. We now have the opportunity to redesign and recreate from a place of it's never been done before. We don't have a blueprint. We just have to create it. We have to create it because it's never been done before. So we now have the opportunity to design a new way. And the power of this is that we've been so conditioned as part of these old structures and part of these old paradigms and part of these old, you know, systems. We've been so conditioned to form, to conform to them versus to create what works for us. We've been so conditioned to believe that that's the way. And that's the only way because that's how society works. Well, take a look around, y'all. Society's crumbling. And for a good reason. A lot of shit needs to go. It's our job to figure out how we play into that, how we fit into that. How we can create an entirely new life that we actually align to. That we actually want. Instead of thinking about how do I fit into the old constructs. The entire time I was growing up I thought, oh I have to find a job. Because the job will provide the revenue and as I got older I realized well what if I just design a way to create revenue do I really even need the job no it was less about the job it was more about having the financial freedom to have time freedom and choice freedom that didn't require that job it didn't require a job it required intent and a plan and then in turn revenue do you see what I'm saying We are now at this crossroads of redesigning our future. We are now in a place where old systems like going into the office every day is not a thing. Matter of fact, the commercial real estate economy is gonna crumble, it's crumbling before our eyes. Those taxes go into our economy, what does that mean, right? We don't need that anymore. And it's proving again and again to different leadership and different, you know, um, heads, corporate heads, that that was an expense that may not have been necessary. Now, will it have cultural impacts? Sure, but that's a whole nother topic. The point of today's conversation is this. We're seeing major shifts, and our only job is to decide how we're gonna respond to it. And that means coming into clarity about our inner truth of what we actually want and need, what we actually desire. And one of my greatest truths of my entire life was when I realized it was never about the job. It was about having a life. And instead of me banging my head against trying to get the job to create the life, I bypassed the job and said, well, what kind of life do I want? And how can I create that life? And what will it take? And then from there saying, if that's what I want, how can I create a job around that? How can I make my own way? How can I create my own ecosystem? That to me is far more empowering than trying to conform to someone else's thing and doing tasks for someone else's dream. And then having imposed limitations put on me to have to show up 50 out of 52 weeks a year for 40 to 65 hours a week or more, gross. That doesn't sound like a life. That sounds like a prison sentence. I mean, if we're really honest about it, that does not sound like a life. That sounds like prison. I'm not into that. At all. So as soon as I realized that, I bypassed the hurdle of the quote-unquote requirement of that job, or a job, a traditional job, and started making my own way. I saw this photo online that said, your dream job doesn't exist, you must create it. And I kept that on my laptop from 2009 till 2012 as a daily reminder that every effort I was putting in was leading to me creating the life that I wanted. And now fast forward all these years later, it's still happening. I'm still making choices from that place of what kind of life do I want and how can I create it? And it began with the clarity that came with the understanding that I was running up against a wall again and again, thinking that that requirement led to the outcome, but it was never a requirement to lead to the outcome. It was an illusion. I invite you to think on that as well. All right, you guys have a great day. It's beautiful connecting with you and I'll see you next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of between the photos a quick insightful look at the real work that happens between the photos on my instagram feed it is truly my digital diary and my expression of the things that i am moving through thinking about contemplating considering learning from experiencing and these subjects these matters of the heart are things that may impact other people in this world so I created this podcast as a way of talk therapy to work them out with myself out loud and in essence helping others work it out within themselves thank you for listening if you're called to share this with someone please do because you never know how these words these transmissions will impact another human have a great day and I love you thanks for listening